Okay, hi, welcome to Gimel Tevas. Happy Friday. It is 13th of Tevas, we're up to chapter 11, Parakid Aleph. Um, today, the Altar actually goes through the entire chapter 11. It's pretty short, though. Um, and it was very exciting for me to read this chapter because it really brought things together in a sense of, you know, <laughs> I was saying this yesterday, I was kind of like overwhelmed by this, like, I I went into doing this Tanya thing, like kind of having this idea of Tanya that I was starting to, that I, I learned Tanya throughout my life. I thought it was cool. Then I learned IFS, you know, internal family systems. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I actually get Tanya. But in my mind and in my heart, I was still like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just making it up that like, that like Tanya really, you know, is sharing this truth about like our internal system, you know, in this way. And like, whatever, I was like, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, I'm just going to go for it anyways, and like, literally as I'm learning it inside, I'm realizing how, you know, how much the altar is actually talking about us, you know, and like, not about us in the way, like, we, we, we've really been, we really had it difficult in the sense of that we've been translating these words in a certain way for so long, and it made such an effect on us, and, and those words are also true, you know, there's levels to reality, like on the one hand, you know, people in Tyra sinned, you know, like Reuven when he moved to his father's bed. Oh, big sin. And on the other hand, Chazidah says it's not a sin because this and this and this. You know, so there's levels to reality. And so, yeah, on the one hand, the, you could read this parak and be like, the Russia is somebody who does evil and who sins and who is bad. You know, that's one level. But literally within the words, you can also see this other... It's It's two sides of the exact same coin. It's literally just the same picture, just being seen through a different lens but it's the same words that where the altar is saying you know the russia is not bad the russia is reactive to his state of to his belief which is that he's separate from hashem and that he's separate to the world and so of course he's going to react from this place of trigger and lust and anger and sadness and chaos because he's in the state literally of fight or flight he's he's completely reactive based on the belief that i am separate which is the animal soul's belief I'm separate, I'm alone, and so everything outside of me is this big threat to me, you know, so of course he's going to react like, like that, but what, what it does when you start realizing, this is what the author was saying, is that you start, instead of being like, ooh, evil, bad, boo, 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 you can actually start to, you know, approach this through the lens of, I actually want to be honest about myself about this, where am I actually holding, because I'm not, if I do fall in the category of Russia, which disclaimer we will most likely end up falling in the category of russia <laughs> um it's not this is it doesn't mean anything's wrong with us you know what i mean it's it's the natural result of living from this state of animal souls consciousness so great now that i can actually see this and say wow there's nothing wrong with me that i'm constantly triggered this is the natural you know result of the soul that god put into me you know that believes that it's separate from the world around me and it believes it's separate from the unity of hashem I can actually acknowledge that now because, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm bad. You know, it means that I believe that I'm fragmented, literally Ru'ah. It means that I believe that I am, you know, literally frag- literally separate. <laughs> um, so th- now there's room for, to continue the conversation, you know, and there's room to, okay. So um, introduction as always. Um, anyways, just a quick further introduction before we go in just so that you can have some i really have been appreciating doing this for myself also you know when i like i say this so many times but when you say 
what is gonna what you're gonna end up learning then you can pay attention you know so what are we gonna end up learning about the rasha today so well first of all what did we end up just learning about the tzaddik in the last chapter we talked about the tzaddik is that the tzaddik lives from the perspective of i am one with god that's what the godly soul knows the god the tzaddik is one that lives with the constant state of consciousness of the godly soul the godly soul is one that sees god knows god completely knows that everything in the world is one with god knows that he is one with god and so the godly soul is never triggered because literally by definition what a trigger is is when you think that something outside of you can hurt you when you think that there is a threat to you but what makes something a threat literally what makes something a threat is if you think that it can hurt you but if you are literally one with everything that's around you and you and everything that's around you is one with God, and you know that God is good, then nothing can hurt you. So you're never going to be triggered. You're never going to be reactively angry or sad or depressed or anxious or mad or fearful because you know that there's nothing in the world around you or in your internal world that can actually threaten you because it's all one with you and it's you and all that you're one with is one with God. So the tzaddik essentially is somebody who is never triggered, Russia is somebody who is always in the state of trigger, reactivity towards this fear of everything that's around him, thinking everything around him is working against him. Um, so he can never be present. He can never be just where he is. He can never be just aligned with you know his essential desires, which is his soul desires, um, because he's just constantly reacting it's in, in this survival state of needing to protect himself and needing to you know be okay because it's scary to live in a world when you're all alone and when you're literally separate, you know? Probably like if you were to probably like i don't know I, I wonder if that would be people's biggest fear to really know that they're actually alone you know and like that's literally what the animal soul believes that it's essentially alone <laughs> you know so naturally like okay let's let's go inside because it, it's going to say it all more inside but it's just it's like you can really have compassion for this person that's in a russia state you know because animal souls really it's a scary place to be it's it's really, you know, and a lot of times like in IFS, when somebody um, is, you know, in Tanya language, when somebody's in a Russia state or in IFS language, it's called when somebody's blended with their parts, meaning when they can't even see that their emotional reaction, that their, that the feeling that they have of fear or of anxiousness or of worry or of whatever anger, whatever it is, you know, and a lot of times those have a story to them. Like, I know I'm never going to be okay. Or like, I know that that person hates me or, you know, so when somebody is, it's called being blended with that emotional experience, meaning that I can't even see that I have a part of me, that I have a place inside of me that's beyond this. This literally is me. And like, you can just literally have compassion. It's a Russia state. It's a Russia state and it's a blended with parts state. But what the altar is going to be telling us in this chapter is you're never actually fully blended. Meaning you you could think that that emotional reaction, that feeling of separateness is you. And that is literally what makes you a Russia to have that self-identity. But at the end of the day, you never actually become that part of you that's reacting like that. You never actually become the the separateness because there is in Mavada. You can never actually be separate. So of course you can never become the separateness. Okay. So one is opposite the other, wherever there's Kedusha, there's also the element of Klippa. Um, the Rasha Vetovlo is going to be the opposite of the Tzadik Virale. So we, what was the Tzadik Virale? It's somebody who generally they have their, their godly soul in control, in 
not generally, always they're godly souls in control. They really have a grip over their over the left side of their heart, over their animal soul, over their emotional reaction. But like we've been talking about, they just kind of shut it out. They don't really, they haven't transformed it. They just kind of make it be quiet. So there's still some element of it there. The Rosh of Etovlo, the Rosh of Etovlo is somebody, like we're going to say, is somebody who they are, they are mostly controlled by their emotional impulse. They are mostly controlled by their, their parts, by the belief system, the essential belief system of the animal soul, which is that I am separate, <laughs> separate from the world, separate from God, separate from the people around me. I'm on my own to fend in this life. Um, you know, and just parentheses, Russians also believe that the that they are fragmented. You know, not only that they are fragmented from the world around them, but that they are literally just a bunch of parts all fighting to survive. They have no sense of wholeness in their life. You know, it's a very, very, very scary. We've all been there. You know what I mean? It's a very scary place to be. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying, you get what I'm saying. Um, okay, so what is this Rosh Hashanah? We're going to talk all about it. And then the last two lines, Baltar is going to talk about the Rosh Hashanah. So what is this Rosh Hashanah? The reason why the Baltar talks about it so much, I think, is because it's, most, it's where most of us are. Like, I related to this a lot. The good that is in the <clears throat> that is in his mind and in the right side of his heart, aka the godly soul, the consciousness that I am one with creation, with love, with light, with God, that good that I have, it's nullified and subservient to the to the ra, to the to the voice of fragmentation that's in the left side of my heart. So, you know, I could say all I want, oh, everything's going to be fine. But in a rush of a tovlo, that voice of everything's going to be fine. And I know that God is good. And I know that life is good. I know that everything's going to be okay. It's drowned out by the fear that I have and the, and the, the worry and the sadness and the, the doom that comes from my left side. But this experience of the tov being drowned out by the ra of the, essential feeling of connection and of love and of wholeness being drowned out by the essential feeling of I'm not good enough, you know, and the world is a scary place, is divided into many different levels. So everybody's going to experience this a little bit differently. Binyan kamos ve'echos, in quantity and in quality. This experience of the good being drowned out by the bad is going to be different in every person. This, there are some people that the that the nullification of the good to the bad is just a little bit. It doesn't happen often, and it only happens once in a while. You know, overall, I'm really calm, and not only calm, like oh, mellow. I'm calm, meaning I'm living in a state of alignment with God and alignment with myself and trust, and I. I'm not just reacting to the trigger that comes up, but I'm really like, I'm really like living in alignment with my higher self, aka with the unity of God and knowing that I'm not just, you know, separate from everything, but I'm really like part of this big picture, cosmic, beautiful world, Bussi Lagani, you know, like there's really beauty. And once in a while, I step out of that. Once in a while, I become triggered and I and I lose that. I lose sight of that. 
And we're going to say a big difference was when it comes to abandoning, we're going to say a big difference of when I lose sight of that and I notice that I'm losing sight of that and then I choose, in that moment of losing sight, I still maintain my sense of choice. But what this is saying is that moments of losing sight of that and actually losing your sense of choice in those moments. When you actually like, you, you just lose control. You lose, you lose that sense of, of wholeness stops. You know, and suddenly you become a, a fearful child again. Again, it doesn't mean you're evil. We've translated Russia as evil for so long. When you understand it like this, you really see that this is a compassion. You have to have compassion for this person, for ourselves. When we're in this state, it's 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 moments where our animal soul is in control, and our animal soul is convincing us that you are alone. You are you have to be afraid. Of course, you have to be afraid. If you really are on a desert island, fighting for your life, fighting for yourself, and nobody's there to help you, like, oh my gosh, all that's like. That's really scary, you know? That's what the animal soul believes. Anyways, oh my gosh, it's really intense. Okay, so... Um, Once in a while, this the the ra prevails over the tov. The, the fragmentation, the feeling of separateness prevails over the feeling of wholeness. The kaivish is ha'ir katana hu ha'guf and it conquers my small city. AKA, I literally feel anxiety in my body. My body now my literally nervous system reacts to the animal soul instead of to the godly soul. You know you're in the state when you're in a state of anxiety, stress, sadness, when you just need to curl up in bed and, you know, like that. Literally, it's it's so clear. Um, But in this moment, it might not even be that all my body is you know, reactive to the raw, to the fragmentation, to the feeling of separateness. It might just be even a part of my body. I feel anxiety in my chest, you know, or in my in my back. Um, and maybe it's not all of me, but maybe it's just a part of me. And one of my levushim, what would that mean? It might just be in my action. You know, doing a small avera and not a big one. I do something that isn't in line with myself. Something small. Borderline lashenhara. You you say something that is just slightly off with your truest self. You know, you're not completely. You haven't completely lost control, but you're just slightly not living from that place of connectivity. It's. It's a reaction, even if it's only a small reaction, from the place of separateness instead of connectivity. Or maybe it's just literally in your thought, um, which Alter says are worse than actual deed. So, and, you know, it took me a while to think this through, but then I, I realized, like, how, what does that mean? Somebody that is thinking, not even of that they actually want to, you know, have an inappropriate relationship, but they're just thinking of inappropriate relationships in their minds. And literally what that is, is that's literally the thought of, I want something that isn't mine. And then the, the, the where that thought comes from, if I want something that isn't mine, I desire something that isn't mine. It comes from separateness because from the place of connectivity, I only want what is mine. From the place of separateness, I want what's not mine. I want everything outside of me because I need the things outside of me in order to feel good about myself. And honestly, we do that with Torah and Mitzvahs too. I was just talking to my friend about this, that like 
that was the, what was talking about yesterday in the tzaddik. Like somebody that says, I want God for myself. I want God to make me feel good. It's not necessarily a Russia state, but that concept of I need something outside of me in order to feel good about myself, it's coming from separateness. It's saying that there is this concept of me and them, and I am not whole unless I have them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool. She'ever al azhara sateva al hatara ishvat mikol davara shla yahar bayam chulu aisha hi sha'ar sha'as hakaisher lasek patara vuhu mefana liba levatala also somebody who is meant to be studying Torah at a certain time and then his heart turns away. That is an example of this slight lose of control, the slight loss of control. What does that mean? Meaning that this moment, it, it's a person that's not being present. This moment is calling for something and for somebody who has the achrayas to learn Torah in that moment, the moment is calling for studying Torah. <coughs> but his heart is asking for something else. He's, he's distracted from the present moment. I want something that's not mine. I'm essentially separate and I want something that's not mine. It's the animal soul's voice. In all of these instances, even though they're small, even though they don't seem like such a big deal, he's considered a Russia in those moments. Why? Because Because in those moments, the Ra in his self, the Ra himself, the consciousness of separateness was prevailing over the consciousness of connectivity and it led to an action. It led to an actual something coming out of it, even if it was small. But, oh, okay, so one second, we'll go there in a second. Just something to think about. I, I thought of this example because this, the whole shout out to Simi, you really helped me with this and understanding it from the, from the perspective of like a married couple. You can think about it like that married couple that's standing at the grocery store, right? And they're in line. And then the husband, and then the wife says to the husband, to the cashier, the, the husband goes to get the milk and he's taking a while. And the wife says to the cashier, oh, men these days, right? And then the husband c- comes back and sees it or doesn't see it, whatever, in, regardless. But in that moment, you could look at the wife and say, what's the big deal? She just said a few words. Who really cares? It's not such a big deal. True, it might not be such a big deal, but at the end of the day, what was happening in that moment when she said that to the cashier was she was she was reacting from a place of separateness from her husband instead of connectedness to her husband. She was reacting from a place that where she was existing outside of the relationship. So yeah, it wasn't the biggest deal to say that. It was just a few words or it was just an, a thought or it was just, you know, a small action, a small thing, whatever. But what differentiated it from as what differentiates something between Russia and Sadiq, between Russia and between, you know, these two elements isn't the bigness of what you do. It's the intention from which it's coming from. It's the consciousness from where you're reacting from. Are you reacting from a place of, I know I'm one with God. I know I'm essentially whole. I know that there's nothing that can actually harm me in the world because I'm essentially, everything's essentially one. Or are you reacting from, I need to fend for myself to survive. I need to become really good at everything in my life in order to be okay. I need to figure out all my stuff and I need to, you know, get my life in order and I need to be upset at that person because she's hurting me or I need to, you know, look a certain way in order to feel good about myself. Like these, 
these experiences, yeah, they're not the biggest deal. They're just consciousnesses. They're just reactions. They're just whatever you're going to say, you know, but where is it coming from? What, what is the consciousness that it's coming from? That is literally how the differentiation is made here. Um, okay, so a little bit more of a differentiation that we're going to see the difference between somebody who is a Rasha Tavlai and a Rasha Viralai is somebody who has regret or somebody who doesn't have regret. And what regret means, it's, it, it doesn't mean, oh, I feel so bad, oh, I'm such a sinner, da da da. You know, it, that's one way of looking at it. Again, one angle. But what really regret is, is it's the feeling of after you, after you, experience a moment from the from the place of separateness after you experience a trigger after after you experience your part after you experience yourself being blended with a part the ability to after say that wasn't me that wasn't me it was a part of me sure it was a part of me <laughs> i reacted from that place I, I that was a part of me but it's not essentially who i am i know that i was not expressed through that moment that moment happened, but it was not me. I know that I'm beyond that moment. I know that I have a self that is beyond that moment. That is essentially what differentiates a Rasha Vatovlo and a Rasha Virale. Okay, so after this this reaction happened, after the, the good in him asserts itself and over the bad, and he feels regret, he feels remorse, Aka he feels the sensation of that was not me. So afterwards he seeks forgiveness. And sometimes that's forgiveness of other people, sometimes that's forgiveness of Hashem, sometimes that's forgiveness of ourselves, having that compassion after of saying, I know that wasn't me and I want to change my I don't want to do that again. <laughs> you know? It's not where I want to be anymore because it didn't reflect me. Vishmi Shahara. So that that is what makes somebody the tzaddik betavlay. Somebody who reacts sometimes from this place, but at the end of the day knows and constantly comes back, or at least once in a while, depending on you know where you are on the Russia Vitovla spectrum, you're gonna come back less or more often. But and you might have like there 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 are weeks when I'm more Russia Vitavlay and less Russia Vitovla, you know what I mean? Like there are times when I'm just completely blended with my parts and like just completely in states of fear and sadness and anxiety, you know? But then there are times where I'm, like, really not, and I'm, like, mostly in the other place, you know? So, but again, it's just, it's a state of consciousness. It's not really anything less than that. Um, okay, now about Russia Virale. We're almost done. The Russia Virale is somebody who, oh, never mind. Beep, 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 rewind, rewind. <laughs> too hard to rewind on these voice notes so i'm just going to keep going but um this is we're still talking about the rush of a so we said the rush of a who doesn't react from this place that often and now there is the rush of a that reacts from this place very often there's somebody who the ra is more prevalent in him way more often he's constantly reacting from this place with his speech, thought, and action. But still, he has moments where he's like, that's not me. And he has moments of wanting to do teshuva. There are moments where he unblends, where he says, sorry. He says, that wasn't who I am. 
Ella she'en la hiskabras kolkach la netzach ashara lefresh mechatav legamre liyas my devaizev. But still, he doesn't say. He still he can't fully conquer the ra. He hasn't fully got rid of it. That's why the it says that the sinner Rashaim and I just naturally translated it as sinners because that's how we usually translate it. But the people who are living from this place of fragment, they're full of regret because most people Shehem Rov Harashaim, This is the majority of people in the world, the majority of Rashaim, who still have that aspect of Tov, that still have that aspect of I know this isn't me. It's most of us, literally. Like, if you're listening to this, we probably belong in this category. I, I hope. Ach, <laughs> me, um, On the other hand, the rush of the rush of Aralei. Now, who is the rush of Aralei? Me she'ena mischaret la'elam. He never has regret. The ein ba'am la'hehur teshuva klal, and he never has feelings of wanting to do, wanting to do teshuva. He is called a rush of Aralei. Shehara shebenafshehu levadai nishar bekirbei. Only the feelings of fragmentation, only the consciousness of separateness remains in his experience of self. The feeling of the good, the, the consciousness of I am whole, literally has left his ability to access it. It's nistalik mikirbai. It has left his midst. Mikirbai is the, the part of, your kirbai is the part of you that you can reach out your hand and grab. And for a Rasha Viralai, he's literally in the state of, I am my trigger. I believe that I am the part of me that is, that is reactive. I got angry and that's me. I'm sad and that's me. I'm fearful and that's me. I think that the world is a terrible, fearful, horrible place. And that's actually true. The Rasha Viralai has no separation between what he thinks, what his animal soul believes, and who he is. You know, it's a really difficult place to be you know i think we've all been there um but again it's just it's the compassion for this place because it's really that's scary you know it's sad what a it's like living in a dungeon and not even knowing you're in a dungeon but i made this state of of good within him the state of connectedness um is in a state of surrounding him it's in a state of makif um, meaning he can't ac- access it consciously. He's in such a state of trigger. He's in such a state of overwhelm. Um, you know, and hashtag childhood trauma. Really, trauma does this. Trauma really puts us in the state of Russia. And how is that fair? It's a separate conversation. This this recording is already way too long to get into it because I also don't really know. You know, that's the Hashkachar part of the story of your life and of my life. You know, I'm not sure. It's true. It's not fair. It's not fair that some people need to have experiences where their animal soul ends up becoming so sure that it is its primary voice. You know, when somebody is, is violated and somebody is, is, experiences a, a trauma, they literally learn that they are separate, <laughs> that they are broken, that they are alone, that the world is a terrible place, and that they are alone to survive in it. They are left as a shell of themselves. Re- like Literally, they are left as the klipa. You feel like there's not even any... Any, any self left inside of you. And so, of course, they're going to live from this constant state of rush of Arali, from this constant state of emotional reactivity. Like, why wouldn't they? You know, that's, they, they, it, it happened to them. They didn't even choose that. And it's really sad. But 
it's it's really sad, <laughs> you know. And just uh, but the way that the Alter Rebbe ends this chapter is, um, this concept of it stays as this surrounding him. So yeah, it's true he may not always be able to access it, but it's still there. It's still there. And the last pasuk of this chapter is which means that when there is 10 Jews present, the Shekhinah rests. And what I was learning, what the, what this means based on this chapter is why does the altar end with this chapter? Because let's say you have 10 Jews who are all completely in the state of Russia Varala. You have 10 Jews who are all in a state of complete fight or flight, emotional reactivity, trauma. They've all been, they've all been, abused in ways that we can't even imagine and they all just are living from the state of forget about them doing Averis. That's one aspect. You can look at it from that aspect too. They're all in a Avera filled place, whatever. But on the other hand, they're all living from the state of separate consciousness. None of them believe that they're one with Hashem. None of them. Not one of them. <laughs> they all think that they are separate and alone and that the world is a terrible place and that you know, forget about Mashiach's not coming. They don't even think that that there's light in the world. They don't even think that there's light in themselves. They think that they're just this pile of, of terribleness. There also the Shekhinah rests. Meaning, even there, Hashem is. Meaning, <laughs> my language got lost for a second. But meaning, they never actually become those people. You never actually become your animal soul. Ever, ever, ever. True, the, the, the definition of Russia is somebody who identifies as that place, as that place of separateness, but it never actually is you. It never actually is you. So, yeah, L'chaim. <laughs> um, that was the whole Perak Yud Aleph. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Perak Yud Bez, which is the state of Benani. Um which essentially is somebody who lives in both worlds. They experience, not, they, they experience both. They experience the trigger, they experience their animal soul, they experience their godly soul, but they also have this middle self, which is the state of choice. Um, and we're going to get into it, but in this moment right now, I'm just feeling overwhelmed with, the com- with compassion, really. I, I don't know if the word is compassion. I'm not sure exactly the word for the feeling that I'm feeling, but it's just the noticing that a state of Russia is not, does not mean you're anything, there's anything wrong with you, you know? And those moments where we experience ourselves to be anything other than good and anything other than essentially whole and loved and loving and lovable and absolutely glorious, you know, those moments where we're not experiencing ourselves and our story and our futures and our pasts and our mistakes and everything about our lives from that lens of like literally love and light and unity with god those are russia moments but that doesn't mean that they're bad it means that we are living in that state of fragmentation and and we don't have to (laughs) we don't have to but also the compassion for that place you know the compassion for that place of this moment is created based on my based on my inability to see to see the beauty that i really am you know to see the godly soul inside of me and the light that it that i that i literally that is shining from my eyes and from my body and from my story and 
you know, states of self-identification. <laughs> but l'chaim, having compassion for ourselves, even for a minute at a time, and of saying, of being able to look in the mirror and say, the part of me that's reacting in this way, it's not me. It's not me. It's a part of me. It is my animal soul's belief about life. Hi, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hug you. <laughs> Come to me. Let me, let me be there for you. Let me teach you what it means to see the world through the lens of of God as everything. And if you haven't, if you have, if you can't even imagine what that looks like yet, if you can't even, if you're not even in a state of being able to say that I know that there's a part of me beyond this emotional reaction, then I think that the first step is saying, first I'm gonna see this as an emotional reaction. I'm gonna literally look at this for long enough till I notice that. And how could you say that? How can I know this is an emotional reaction? Because I didn't emotionally react like this yesterday. <laughs> this isn't the objective truth because I didn't always experience it like this. Sometimes I feel more happy. Sometimes I feel more positive. Sometimes I feel more present or less fearful about everything, you know? So you can know that the emotional reaction is just an emotional reaction because you know that you don't always react that way. So Chaim, to seeing ourselves with compassion and all the parts of us with compassion, every single part. A whole chapter the altar rabbit designated towards letting us know that you're not crazy for having triggers. It's part of Gullus. It's part of living with an animal soul. And we're going to continue to learn not how to deal with it and fix it and break it till it's gone, but how to love it enough. Literally how to access a place inside of ourselves where we can enwrap ourselves with it enough. And, and like if you've watched the video with Elsa, that moment where she's on the horse and she's stroking it and she's like, thank you for showing up. That's eventually where we're going to get to. So begins with self-compassion. I want to say I love you all, even though I don't even know who listens to this, but I do because right now I'm loving myself so deeply. It's a state of like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me, you know? And when I'm in that state, it's so obvious that everybody around me is in that state too and the world is in that state and my future is in that state. There's nothing outside of me that can hurt me. There's nothing inside of me that can hurt me. It's all just one. It's all just good. It's all God. Ain't Adlovade. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. Good job, this. <laughs>